The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Full Court Press. I'm Andre Salveson here on a St. Patrick's Day, Wednesday, middle of the week, March 17th of 2021 here at the 4.01 kickoff time live on 106 on FM 1390 AM 106 on the fan.com and the 106.9 the fan mobile app a lot of news to get to today will we we will preview Texas Tech versus Utah State that's uh Friday at 11:45 a.m. mountain time and uh that game will also be on TNT it'll be inside of Assembly Hall one of the cathedrals of college basketball so uh, should be a good one. You, Texas Tech is a very good basketball team. Not a lot of weaknesses in this team, but there are some similarities. You'll hear from Chris Beard, who had his press conference today to talk about those similarities of Utah State uh, and, and Texas Tech and his thoughts on the Keta and also on Craig Smith as well. Utah Jazz get the win over the Celtics. We'll get into that. Uh, some breaking news on a former uh, BYU basketball player, one of the greats, uh, some uh, very scary stuff uh, with – I mean, I went. I don't know if it's a tragic ending, but uh, not a great ending to it. And so we'll get into that and much, much more here. We're also going to break down our bracket with you. Eric and I will uh, sit down and do our brackets of the first two rounds of the tournament with you. Uh, and we'd love to hear back from you as well uh, to talk about what you know. Do you have upsets? Do you have favorites? Are you going to go chalk? Are you going to get a little crazy? We're going to we're going to go through all the bracket during the second hour, and it's going to be all NCAA tournament, all second hour. Coming up here on the Full Court Press. Again, good afternoon, everybody. It's Eric France and I'm Ajay Salveson. Grateful to be having you guys joining us, however and wherever you are doing. So uh, let's go ahead and kick it off with our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, big thanks to Guild Mortgage for sponsoring our text line. Where Don't forget about Guild Mortgage, where you, uh, they will help you find the loan to fit your life, where you can select from hundreds of loan products tailored to your needs. And Guild Mortgage, again, we're grateful for them being a sponsor of our text line. This can be a great opportunity for us to have them. Uh, great people over there. From Karen to Tony to Julie. So, uh, big thanks to all those uh, great uh, great people over at Guild Mortgage. Uh, 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321. text in. Uh, registrations for my summer free throw or... <laughs> registrations for my summer free throw clinic are now open. Signed, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> Yeah, didn't he like totally airball? I uh, know. Did I miss something? Uh, he totally airballed. Uh, I don't know if it was just a... Free throw attempt or um, – well, it was a free throw attempt. I don't remember if it was just a regular free throw or if it was a technical. Um, I think it was a technical, and I think they asked him – like the team could have been anybody to shoot it, and they sent Kyle to the line, and he totally airballed it. What does that mean? Awesome. Very good, 5338. Very well done. Again, 435 Speaking of Kyle Kuzma um, and his former coach is now a former coach. That happened after we got off the air. We haven't talked about that. Larry Kristowiak let go. Yeah, uh, that's, it, it wasn't surprising. TJ Otzelberger uh, left UNLV. That's a little surprising. New Mexico named their new head coach, Richard Patino. That's not so surprising. There's a lot of movement kind of close to home here. And the biggest one yet to still be staying is Craig Smith. He's still at Utah State as far as we know. Uh, they are, again, they're uh, about to go through the NCAA tournament, so I'm sure he's had interviews. I'm sure he's, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but I'm... 
Wait, you just said I'm I know, sure he's I know, had just interviews, way, okay, but I don't no, know that for it, sure. Shut it, shut it. No one cares what <laughs> you say. Leave that makes sense. You're a bully. Uh, I don't know for sure if he's had interviews. I don't know who he's talked to. I don't know how that goes. I don't know if he has his agent go talk to him. Um, I'm not sure. But he's still here for now. That's good. I would. Pre- uh, well, yeah, he's got a game. I would prepare for Sweet. him to leave, though, after the season. Just mentally prepare yourself in case he does go. Because Minnesota still has an opening, as does Indiana. So brace for it. And I don't know what Brian Dutcher's plans so are. So does UNLV. Yeah, so hey. Okay, so the UNLV situation is kind of quirky. Because, uh, I mean, when, when TJ first got there, there was 10,000 empty seats. No one cared about him. Now there's a professional football team in Las Vegas that's kind of taken over, and there's the Las Vegas Knights. Um, is that still an attractive position to want to go coach at, or do you feel like maybe uh, they're going to have a hard time finding that guy? Well, thanks to Chris Murray, who does a great job, uh, mostly covering the Nevada Wolfpack. Yeah, Nevada Sportsnet, really good. But um, he shared some interesting data. Uh, this was earlier this month. Um, I gotta go back and find it, but it was about the operating budgets um, for uh, for uh, UNLV, and uh, kind of compared it. And uh, I'm pulling it up. Sorry, sorry. Bear with me. Wow, good radio. No, right this here. is awesome. Okay, while you're looking for that, so nine- here it is. UNLV has the number one operating budget. For basketball in the Mountain West, uh, nearly five point eight million dollars. San Diego State doesn't have that much. I mean, it's close. It's seven point or excuse me, five point seven eight. Nevada is four point seven. Um, by the way, Utah State is fifth. They're middle tier here. They're four point two, four point two five. Um. Boise State is at 3.6, about 3.7. So UNLV has a lot of money that they have dedicated to basketball. The basketball program has been the premier sport at UNLV for, for well, historically speaking, I should say. Well, it wasn't that long ago. Leon Rice got multiple teams to the tournament. Mm-hmm. Lonnie Kruger got multiple teams to the tournament. Mm-hmm. But really not much has happened since then. Yeah, so with TJ, by the way, there is a bit of a relationship with Iowa State. One of them, I think, I think his wife is an alum, and if I'm not mistaken, he was a former assistant at Iowa State. So there is a little bit of familiarity. Which I I get that. I mean, this was my claim last night. Like, there's a, there's a familiarity, sure, but he hasn't proven anything at UNLV. Why would Iowa State take a flyer on a guy that hasn't proven anything in the, even at a mid-major like UNLV? Which is a, yes, he was at a mid-major before, but this is a higher mid-major. I'm just a little, I was just a little surprised about it. I get the, the, the connection. I get the familiarity. I get that. But what has he done at UNLV to warrant getting a P5 job? Yeah. I, that just surprised me. I'm with you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit surprising. So, uh, Rich Pitino going to uh, New Mexico. Yay, nay. You like it? Hate it? Um, it's an it's, interesting fit. Yeah, it's. I mean, New Mexico is similarly just one of those 
programs that justify it or not yeah. with what they've done in the last or not done in the last ten years, how they still command name recognition, and is still considered a program that, um, you know, has a f- passionate fan base. They're number six in the Mountain West in operating budget dedicated to basketball. But, you know, Richard Pitino, he had a good start there at Minnesota. But the last few years have been kind of tough. So this this is a, probably his rebound. Starts to do well at New Mexico, and he'll be back at a P5 school before you know it. Yeah, a chance to reset himself and uh, maybe clean that resume up just a little bit. Uh, we do have a couple of texts coming in on the Gil Mortgage text line. Again, 435-339-0321-9773. I heard that the Utes want Coach Smith. I want to make this very clear. Coach Smith is not going to be the head coach at Utah University. I want to make that very clear. Why? He's not going to Utah University. Why? You got to ask him. Well, you seem very uh, very sure of yourself. I'm I just, am. Why are I you am. so sure of yourself? Uh, it's, it's, just, there's just, it's just not a good fit for him. Power five school, bigger operating budget, middle better recruiting the, pool, get not, to compete against some great better, teams in the Pac-12. Oh, okay, look, so you're going to go finish in the media. Like, he doesn't really have to move his family very far at all. That's, I mean, true. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to advocate. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to advocate for Craig Smith. You just to, did. To pursue you the job. You just did. But you just, you just so easily backhanded the idea. I just thought, well, why, why would he just... Totally dismiss it as an as an option. Two reasons: Minnesota and IU. I think Indiana, Minnesota, trumped that option in a heartbeat. Okay, uh, that that sounds great to include Indiana, but that is a fantasy. Why? Until or unless Craig Smith wins in the NCAA tournament, that fan base and that booster club is not going to go take a chance on somebody who hasn't won in the NCAA tournament. The guy's taking a team to three straight NCAA tournaments. So I mean, for I get team, sure, but he's had a great record at Utah State, and he gets to the tournament. So you're saying, they, but they he hasn't make, won in the tournament. You, so you're saying they're going to make a splash higher is what you want, or is what Indiana wants. Sorry. Indiana wants somebody that's a proven winner. Look, it's avail- Indiana. Who would be available for that kind of a? I mean, for what their expectations are. Chris Beard is on a lot of people's lists. From Texas Tech? Yes. He's going to leave Texas Tech. I don't know that he would, but he's a Final Four championship Actually, game so guy. So that's funny you say that because there is a soundbite where he talks about playing inside his assembly hall and how much like, he's looking forward to it. It's going to it's gonna intrigue you just a little bit so to hear I'm just his saying, tone of voice. If you're Indiana, he gets like, history, really excited. They got the banners. Yeah. They got the fan base. But wait, what's wait? Well, so Chris Buzz, so Chris Beard's been to what one Final Four, but that's good enough to say, hey, but it's not just one Final Four. He's won in the NCAA tournament multiple times. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not trying to knock on Craig Smith. I'm no, just no, no, saying, no, no, no. It, it, it's truth. That's facts. If if I'm a premier program, Indiana is a premier program, and if I am a premier program, I'm going to want to go for somebody who has won. In the NCAA tournament, who shows upside, who just given the the right resources would be able to have similar success or even take it further at Indiana. Interesting. Is Craig Smith that kind of a guy? Probably. I think he's a really good coach. But until and unless he proves that he can win in the tournament, I just 
it sounds fun to talk about it, but I just do not see a premier program like Indiana legitimately considering Craig Smith as a potential hire. Minnesota could be different. Minnesota's standards are wildly different than what Indiana's would be. I want to get to that in just a moment. 9463 also text in. Uh, Can you speak on Ryland Jones' transfer possibilities? We know he grew up here in the Valley, played for Logan, then his dad, Chris, got an assistant job at the U working with Coach Larry. So Ryland naturally went there. Now that Larry is gone, what are the odds Ryland takes off and maybe comes back to USU? Can we talk about Ryland Jones and Brenchley and Falslev? All three? Do we need to just speak about that one? Can we include the other yeah, two? I would like who it, all have strong connections to come back to Utah. And by the way, uh, Mason's on a mission right Cash now, Valley. and it's kind of like that whole, you know, uh, I'll use the Michael Scott office reference, but like when he's talking to Jim and Jim's on, they're on the booze cruise, and Jim says, "Yeah, I really like Pam," and Michael's like, "Why don't you date her?" Well, she's engaged, so BFD. She's not married. Here's the thing is Mason may have committed to Utah, but he's on a mission. So BFD, like you can, he's not married to Utah right now. Doesn't mean that. And I think it depends who the coach will be here yeah. next year. If it is Craig Smith, I think there's a chance that you could swing Ryland Jones this way. Well, and what Utah does as well. Yeah. Who they're next. And I mean, now possibilities I am hearing, and they're actually legit possibilities. Alex Jensen, Johnny Bryant. Are, are true possibilities. Yeah, Alex Jensen makes a ton of sense. Oh, makes a lot of sense. The guy wants to be a head coach. He's going to get an NBA head coaching gig at some point. You'd be crazy at least not to talk to him. A guy who's a former alum. Now, he was interviewing for the BYU coaching job, then dropped out of it, declined it, and, and left, and went back to Utah Jazz. But to be the head coach of your alumni college or your alumni university, where you went to a national championship with a team under Rick Majerus, and to be a head coach of a Power 5 school in the Pac-12, that's I think that is your most intriguing candidate. And if they don't give him a call and talk to him, shame on the University of Utah. But knowing how smart that you know Harlan can be, I'm pretty sure one of his calls is going to be to Alex to see if he has any interest. Are you surprised, though, with the announcement about Kristoviak? Uh, no, no. I think it's a long time coming. I don't know about a long time coming, but they have— It's been five, six been declining. years, man. He's sent talent to the NBA. Yeah, but has he won regularly. NCAA tournament games? <laughs> no. That's there we go. There we go. And he's finishing in the middle to the bottom half of the Pac-12. Like he can't ever get himself above the hill where he's competing for a Pac-12 championship. And that's where Utah fan, uh, Utah Ute fan base. And maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, and we got Utes fans, please tell me I'm wrong. Like tell me what where it is with Larry K that you liked or disliked, and I'll. And I'll and I'll go with you because you know a lot better than I do. Um, again, four three five three three nine zero three two one to text into the Gill Mortgage text line. Uh, but I, I again, Eric, I just I don't think that there's a. I I don't know if there's a way to make that fan base happy for eternity. I mean, it is hard. Well, is is Utah? Do they somewhat suffer the similar fate that UNLV does? That everybody in kind of Indiana, the same degree. Everybody thinks back on how things were 20, 20 years, years ago, ago. Yeah. and try to apply yeah, that same you, expectation on whomever's on that sideline. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, and to some degree, I can't fault them. I mean, your program's been there before. Let's get it back there again. 
So that's the expectation. Uh, 9773 texts in, Coaches like Matt Wells, Gary Anderson, and perhaps soon Craig Smith is why I have trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I get. Gary was interesting. Uh, well, Gary said, I'm not going anywhere, and then like less than 24 left. hours announced that he was there. And then came back and then quit like four games into the season. Now you came on the full court press and said, I prayed about it and I'm sticking around. And then they're not even home from the bowl game. He's on the bus. Yep, going to Wisconsin. Uh, but you know what? Look, Craig I, Smith is not going to be here forever. Yeah, I, I think we need a... Will he it, be here in five years? No. I, I would say no. Will he be here in three years? Probably not. Will he be here next year? I don't know. I hope so. I just know but that... Uh, this well, is the world we live in. I it, it's not trust issues. You shouldn't have... You shouldn't ever trust that Craig Smith is going to be here forever. That's I'm sorry. You just have a totally misunderstood idea of what it means to be a coach in the modern era. Either he's going to succeed and go somewhere else, or he's not going to succeed and get fired. Yeah, he's that's not going to be is here that forever. The grass is never. But here's the thing: is that the grass is never greener on the other side. Like small time coaches go to big time schools. Look at VCU's head coach. Who was that guy? Sh- uh, smart or Shaka? Shaka Smart. And he went to Texas, and he got his butt kicked for the first what two years? Yeah, for a little while, but I mean, he's he doing got okay a, now. He's doing all right now, but it took him a bit. But how patient are those fan bases going to be? And Texas was ready to be done with them after a year or two. They just said this guy is not the fit. Small coach, small university coaches go to big time schools, and only the great ones can make something out of it. Only the great ones can at some point turn that program around and make them prestigious again in the college basketball or college football landscape. Um, will Matt Wells get there with Texas Tech? I have no idea. But I can tell you this, another losing season, I think people are going to really be upset. Uh, he'll be on a warm seat. Yes. Getting so, I mean, warmer all yeah, the time. Like, like the patience wears thin very quickly in big college sports landscapes. Unlike it would, I mean, does it wear down? Sure. But I think at some point, yeah, you know, you swallow the pride and say, give him some time. Uh, 9463, there has to be an incentive to keep coaches at Utah State. What is that incentive, and what incentivized Coach Stu to stay for so many years? Okay, so this is kind of – I think we've had this discussion before, Eric, and maybe we – it was a long, long time ago. Like, Stu Morrill was one of the very few that just – you thought, wow, this guy's a different cat. I think five years into it, you kind of knew and – he, and he kept saying it too. Like, every year there would be offers for Stu Morrill, and every year Stu Morrill would have to go and give the exact same speech – as he gave five years before that, that he wasn't going anywhere because he likes where he's at and he's comfortable. He understood that just because it's a big school with lots of money doesn't mean it's always a happy land. Stu Morrill understood early on that he could become the king of Cash Valley, that he could also become the king of his conference, and he was content with that. There was a path for him to get to the postseason. There were bonuses for him to get to the postseason. He didn't want to do anything that would disrupt that, um, despite all the criticism about a poor non-conference schedule. He recognized that getting wins, getting to the postseason, got him bonuses, and he was a good coach. He did it well, um, but he he understood pretty early on that he could become the king of Cash Valley and the king of his conference. Yes, he had offers. He went to go interview at BYU. I mean, here's a guy that grew up in Utah County. 
um, but decided he wouldn't be able to have, uh, he'd have to control his language a little bit more on the sideline. Wasn't too keen on that. Uh, he interviewed at Washington State at one time. Uh, one time showed uh, interest at Utah, but more often than not, those cases were all about renegotiating a better deal and a longer-term deal at Utah State. But that is an anomaly. That's an outlier to have somebody that can be that successful for that long and stay here. So to say, you know, what is it that we did for Stu? Can we do that for somebody else? Look, Craig Smith's earning way more money than Stu Morrill ever got. Yeah. Yeah, so agree. it's not about throwing more money at a guy. Do you think that ever kind of stuck in the craw of Coach Morrill now? Because I remember back when I was working in Salt Lake, and I would sit down Lavelle Edwards, and you would look at the money that Bronco, Gary Croton, and now Kalani Sataki were getting paid, and and Lavelle never showed bitterness or talked about the bitterness, but you could kind of tell it, it, it stuck in his craw a little bit to know that he won as much as he did and he couldn't get paid what these guys who were getting their butts kicked every weekend were getting paid. I mean, and it was by a large gap, too. It was not even close. Uh, it, it's hard, right? It is hard that, that we don't recognize greatness in front of us often enough um, and with due respect. Um, but uh, when there was an opening, there's always a sense like, oh, we got to open up the, the pocketbook to bring the new guy in. Um, and rather than if you would have shown that same level of uh, commitment to the current guy, would it be you know a different story? It's like you know what I have. Uh, if I'm on Dish Network, DirecTV is calling me, wanting me to get a, a better deal to switch, um, and then I reach out to Dish Network and say, "Hey, this is the deal they're going to give me. Sorry, I, I can't give you that deal." But if I drop Dish and I go to DirecTV. Now, all of a sudden, Dish says, oh, now I have a better deal for you to come back. It's like, Why don't you just give me that better deal? And I never would have switched. But with Stu Morrill, look, it, you're right. He was a different cat. Uh, and those are, those are anomalies. <laughs> we can all hope for that. Okay. We should try to do whatever we can to make them stay and make them feel comfortable, feel like they can succeed, that they can be on top of their game, on top of their conference, and win championships and go to the NCAA tournament, provide the resources. Yes. I'm not saying... Well, it's just a rare thing, and don't expect it to ever happen. No, you still try to make that effort. And nine seven seven three texts in. You can move on and be a blip in history somewhere else, or stay at Utah State and have your statue in front of the stadium and be immortalized in Aggie history. And that's a great point. That's a great point. Where tell me where is the statue of Stu Morrill? Where is the name of Stu Morrill on any fixture? Okay. On Aggie so, campus. Here, let me. Can I? Can where, I help you with this? And, no, I get you. I get you. In the but spectrum. where you can. But you know how you can help though. Like people, like hey, we want the name of Stu Morrill to be on the court. We want a statue of Stu Morrill in front of the spectrum. We want this. We want that. But do you know what the kicker to all of it is though? That I found out without even because like, there was arrogance clogged around my brain is that Utah State needs donations to be able to put that all together. Like, there is a cost to put Stu Morrill's name on the court. There is a cost to build a seven-foot statue of Stu Morrill. If anybody at the athletic department said, this is something we're thinking about, who would contribute? The dollars would fly in. You think so? Absolutely. If everyday fans that grew up watching Stu Morrill, who were there when they were students who were there when they were alumni, who brought their kids to watch those games, if they had an opportunity to contribute, 
You can't tell me they wouldn't chip in on that. That's a good point. Well, now I got to shut up. That's a good. That's a good answer right there. That's a good answer. You imagine here's the so, campaign. We're gonna do a name the court after Stu Moral campaign, and if you'd like to tr- contribute, all we ask is minimum donation of fifty bucks. Yeah. Man, that that account would get filled so fast. Do you think so? Yes. Because I didn't know how much it would cost until I heard an estimated guess, and I was like, it, it, I mean, to name the court, the vinyl doesn't cost that much. It's a lot more expensive than you think, though. The vinyl to put on the court does not cost that much. I'm with you, though. I mean, yes. I, cause, and, and, and by the way, 9773 brings a, a great point into it. To have a statue of Stu Moral or of Craig's. I mean, and, and that's, and that, but that's not why Stu Moral stuck around, obviously. He wasn't no. looking for the. No. He was the last guy who wanted credit. If you, if you applauded him and did a presentation for him, he wanted to glare at you and poke you right in the eye. <laughs> he wanted nothing of it. Uh, 9463, though, on, just including – so I want to finish the second part of his question on a question to you, Eric. What is the incentive to stay at Utah State? 2409, I got your text. Don't leave. I got you. Hold tight. But, but what is the incentive? So the incentive is, uh, do I have a culture, do I have a support that provides a path for me to be at the top of my conference – to get to the postseason and win at the highest level. If I can consistently do that, take care of my assistants with all the hours that they put in, I feel like they're getting their due. I mean, Utah State's there. I mean, they're middle of the pack in the Mountain West with the the operating budget dedicated to to, uh, basketball. It's not a bad budget. They have great donor support that provides a charter plane private plane that will take them almost anywhere, not just for games, but for recruiting. Not every school has that. If you, I mean, there are a lot of things like that that, I mean, certainly I'm not a head coach at Division One level. I don't know all the incentives that they need, and they're different per person. But if there's something that, look, there's a commitment and a support from the administration, the fans and the boosters, that I feel like I can go recruit the type of kids I want to recruit. I've got a facility it's going to be great. It's a great fan base and uh, a, a path to to compete at the highest level in my conference, which gets me to the NCAA tournament. Or even a, it, if you do that, then you're going to have a path to a top 25 ranking and give me incentives for, for hitting those goals. Those are great incentives. But at the end of the day, I can get those same incentives plus some if I go to a Power 5 school. But not all those Power 5 schools have the fan bases and the uh, the donor support and the community support like Utah State has. 2409 texts into the show. Coaches like Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, and John Calipari are proof that small-time coaches can't do good on the big time. Yeah, Nick, I mean, look, Nick <laughs> That's struggled. supposed to be sarcastic. Well, John Calipari was I a mean, coach of the Nets and he sucked. Nick Saban went to the Dolphins, and that turned out to be a disaster. And Urban Meyer is a great coach, one of the greatest coaches in college football history. You're calling Urban Meyer a small-time coach that couldn't do good on the big time? Nick Saban? I mean, these are all guys who won national championships at big-time programs. Maybe maybe that's sarcasm that I'm not seeing. But yeah, Okay, so I'm taking it as Nick and John were both in the pros, and Nick and John were not really good at all. Now, uh, well, I, didn't, I didn't know we were talking about the pros. I thought we were talking about the highest level of college athletics. If we're going to talk about pros, that's a different discussion. Okay. 
Uh, Smithville Blue Sox raised $30,000, put a statue of Richard Hansen in front of the stands and Blue Sox Baseball Park. By the way, that was an amazing presentation. I remember that. Uh, if a small organization like the Blue Sox can do it, why can't Aggies? Somebody just needs to get off their butt and do the work. There's only one statue, really, is there? Isn't there just one statue? Utah State Athletics? Uh, is it Merlin, Merlin Olson? Olson? That's it. I mean, somebody help me if there are other statues. I know we have other memorials that we recognize some other people. The Wayne Estes Center, there's the inside the Wayne Estes Center is a really cool like history uh, about him. We have the Hall of Fame uh, area inside the uh, North End Zone complex. But uh, as far as memorializing past people, players, coaches, whatever. Like Stu's on the top of my list. We, we have Merlin Olsen Field. We have a Merlin Olsen statue. Liddell we have Anderson. the Wayne Estes Center. We don't have anything of Coach Liddell Anderson, right? No, not that I know of. Uh, so him, Stu Morrill. I think those we used to have Romney Field, uh, Romney Stadium, yeah, but that got true. taken that, away yeah. for naming rights. So, I mean, there's just not that much there. Hey, by the way, going back to the Urban Meyer and Saban Calipari text from 2409, he might have been kind of biting back at me because I said, well, Craig Smith, you know, pastors aren't always greener on the other side. But Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, John Calipari all went from small-time places, went to Kentucky, Alabama, and four other schools that Urban Meyer touched and turned to gold, right? I mean, they just did great things. So maybe Craig... Yeah. With that kind of talent, which he has talent, obviously, he's he's won everywhere else he's been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy can coach, and I think, anyway, yeah, that's a good point. I'll take it. Uh, 4875, all I hear people talk about with regards to someone like Craig Smith leaving is the additional money. What I think it's really about and why Coach Smith will leave is the opportunity to try their hand at trying to win at the highest level. Being able to play and compete in the best conferences and having the chance at a national championship is what I think will matter more to him. You know, and I think that's a great point. There's a that's the path that most people take. Mark Few is the exception to that. Oh yeah. I mean, is gosh, how many opportunities has that guy probably had? But he said, "No, I want to do something different. I want to prove that we can be a national contender at a place like Spokane." Well, even like, uh, um, it's uh, Chris Peterson. That's who it is. Uh, Boise State, right? I can't imagine how many offers he had got while he was at Boise. Yeah. And he was like, nah, not yet, not yet. Not yet. And finally, he decided to go to Washington. Then he started winning there. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I I can only take this so far at Boise. Do you think... To take it to the next level, I have to go somewhere else. So do you think there may be... Because I love what uh, 4875 said about trying to, you know, their hand at winning at the highest level. That maybe you just... You run out of challenges here at Utah State where, hey, look. I mean, Eric... He's been to three straight Mountain West Conference championships. He's won two of those. <laughs> He's about to go to another NCAA tournament. If he wins a game, it'll be their first in 20 years that they've won an NCAA tournament game. And you look at all the great teams sandwiched in between 01 and now, and it's that's a hefty list that lost to some good basketball teams. Yeah. So maybe he says, you know what? I'm just I want to get a win. I want to get our Aggies a win. And then maybe you just, that's your final checkoff list. Say, hey, checked it off. Now it's time for another challenge elsewhere. Because he's right. I don't know if Utah State's ever going to win a basketball national championship. 
Who would have said that about Gonzaga 20 years ago? That's, that's, and they're on the precipice of doing it. They've, they still haven't won one. They've been on the door you know, a couple times. Uh, in fact, speaking of Gonzaga, 4875, Mark, few and Gonzaga are a different discussion because they aren't supporting a Division One football team. All these small schools with success, Gonzaga, Wichita, VCU, Villanova, etc., etc., are coincidentally schools that don't have a football program. So is it just I don't the, know is, that that matters a ton, Well, but I understand the, the point. The, all of their resources, all of their energy and attention can be poured into one program. Um, so yes, I, I get it from that perspective, but I'd be curious to know what the basketball operating budgets are for some of those other schools and how they compare to a place like Utah State. Amen. All right, we got to take a break. We're well overdue for one, so we're going to right now, and we'll get back. We got Chris Beard audio from uh, head coach of Texas Tech talking about the Utah State Aggies. Eric and I will give our preview on the Aggies, and then the five o'clock hour, get your brackets out. We're going to compare brackets. We're going to talk bracket in the first two rounds. We're going to give our predictions to each game, uh, and then give our predictions to Utah State, Texas Tech as well. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, thirteen ninety AM. The Fan. This is the herd. The winner in this is also. Colin Cowherd. Tiger Woods was driving way too fast on a road nobody should drive fast on. He has, through the years, liked driving fast. It mirrors his life. And as one of the great writers of the 20th century once wrote, F. Scott Fitzgerald, find me a hero and I'll write you a tragedy. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Now is the time to visit with the professionals at Great Basin Graphics for the perfect t-shirt or new clothing design for spring. T-shirts and employee clothing continue to be a favorite and a great way to advertise your business while on the move. With the best screen printer in town along with the equipment and knowledge to create custom clothing at great prices, Great Basin Graphics is sure to make you look. Great Basin Graphics will design, screen print, and embroider everything and anything. Google Great Basin Graphics or visit their new location at 966 West 400 North. There's a lot of strain on various industries right now. Supply stretched thin as demand is at an all-time high. If you are building or remodeling and are looking for ideas for stone to face your home, it's crazy. Coldwater Stone and Tree Modern and Castellite and Logan want to take that frustration and challenge away from you. They are a local homegrown business with stone products made by Coldwater and sold by Castellite. Stop in and make your choice today for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at Castellite.com. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. Get the delicious hot and spicy McChicken Biscuit and Chicken McGriddles, two for three bucks. Thirsty? Get any size Coke for just one buck. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Seriously, my dealership just fixed the transmission. We all know how it can be to go to the wrong place for transmission repair. Made up of over 800 pieces, the transmission is the most complex part of your car. So bring it to the transmission experts at Amco. Amco, always the right fix. Double A, MCO. Save $250 off a transmission rebuild. Restrictions, limitations, and exclusions may apply. See Amco.com for complete details. 75 East, 2000 North in North Logan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. 
Full Court Press, 4.37 your time here. Time flying by. This And by the way, a reminder while we're <laughs> talking to you, uh, this will be our final show until Tuesday. Uh, as uh, Windows 69, the fan will be airing the NCAA tournament on of, uh, courtesy of Westwood One on Thursday, Friday, and Monday. So we and will Saturday. Not, yep. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday through Monday. Yeah. And Sunday. <laughs> but we for will us, have all those games. Yeah. It, it's going to bump us on Thursday, Friday, and Monday. But it's uh, but wow. guess who? Guess Buckle who, up. Guess who we have on our station coming up on Friday Have your radio morning. ready. Have the uh, 106.9 The Fan mobile app. For those fired of you up on your, uh, who have your felt frustrated that you desktop. can't hear the Utah State game when you're trying to tune into it, we got great news for you. Courtesy of Westwood One, we will have the Utah State game as far as they want to air the game on this very station. We will have that game on this station. You'll be able to listen to the Aggies here on 106.9 The Fan. Again, that'll be courtesy of Westwood One, and it'll be based on games going on throughout the day, but... The Aggies are the first game of the afternoon session, I guess of the morning session, your afternoon session in, in Indianapolis, I guess in Indiana, uh, inside of Assembly Hall. So they will, I would say, most likely get aired for at least a half, and then depending on how the ending is or how close the game is, they'll continue to go back to that game while going to coverage of all the other games. You're going to hear some great coverage of you, of college basketball on this very station for the next four days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five days. Five days, yeah. Um, where And then again, so we will not have a show Thursday, Friday, or Monday, but Westwood One will host the NCAA tournament on our very station uh, through the next five days. And you guys will be able to hear all the games where you're going in your car, on your app, streaming, I believe, right? Oh, yeah. Streaming. Uh, so wherever you go, you'll have the NCAA tournament along with you. And we are grateful to Will, uh, our program director, and Westwood One for putting, you know, or their heads together and figuring this out so we could have this opportunity. This is wonderful. Very cool. Very exciting. Very cool. And uh, for those who really care about this, I don't know many of us do, but some might, uh, even the BYU game on Saturday will be Which will be intriguing. And I'm kind of ready to hear how how you have that pick going on. Uh, A couple more texts coming through the Guild Mortgage text line. A big thanks to Guild Mortgage uh, for sponsoring our text line. By the way, Guild Mortgage has access to all loan products and can tailor the perfect loan to you. Regardless of whether you are a first-time home buyer, investor, new construction, or a seasoned home buyer, Guild Mortgage and Karen Nielsen will ensure your loan is correct and closes on time. Go to Guild Mortgage to find out more. Our, our Guild Mortgage text line continues to just fall through with text 435-339-0321. Our previous discussion for just the first segment alone was about... Uh, I guess status among the greats, uh, what it takes for an incentive to keep a coach here, or why a coach would want to go elsewhere. I mean, that was pretty much the gist of it. Right. There's been some notable coaching vacancies. Would Craig Smith be considered among those that could fill some of those vacancies? He's from Minnesota, so everybody's like, oh my gosh, Minnesota, there's an opening there. It's automatic. He's going to go. But will he? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing we don't know. One five three four. I think in a way, it's easier at a Power Five school than at a school like USU. Try recruiting talent to win big games at Utah State compared to Indiana, and it's easy to see where the top talent wants to be. It's a great point. I mean, do you want to go play inside of Assembly Hall in the Big Ten on national television nearly every single week, or do you want to go to Utah State, which, by the way, is not a bad place to be at? Um, but, but there's no question the level of recruiting would be oh, better. Oh yeah, sure, would, absolutely, sure. 
Uh, Leon Rice texts in, uh, what are the limitations <laughs> for – that was your fault – for Utah State basketball, or can someone like Smith stay and take us to a finals or a final four or and beyond if he stays until retirement? I don't know if Coach What are the Smith's limitations? Look, I don't uh, I don't know that there are. I mean, yeah. I think we've seen San Diego State. We've seen Nevada um, go deep into the tournament. Um uh, I think that look at uh, Gonzaga is just up the road. What they've built over time, and so I, I think there is definitely an opportunity and a path there. The Mountain West is a respected basketball program, yeah. uh, basketball conference, um, and with consistent winning, you know, get into the top twenty-five, get a respectable seed, then uh, yeah, you can get you can get some wins and go deep. I don't, it's not out of the realm. It's not it, it, like in the Big West. It was such a pipe dream yeah. if Utah State could even get one win yep. in the tournament because you were always going to get a really low seed going up against a blue blood, and it was always going to be tough. But in the Mountain West, they're sending multiple teams every year, and several of these teams, really good, that can win a couple of games and uh, and really do some damage. So it's it's not that far out of the realm that Utah State couldn't do the same thing. Uh, yesterday we had a conversation of the Mount Rushmore of Aggie basketball players, and then this morning I woke up with 49 notifications on my Twitter account. <laughs> a name that was not mentioned, this is from 2305, by the way. Welcome, 2305. Great to have you as part of our show. Appreciate you. Uh, a name that was not mentioned uh, of top Aggies was Nate Williams, who also played uh, when Mark Roberts was playing. Okay. I like, Okay. I yeah. Do you know what? And shame on me. For not knowing the past Aggies like I should, like I and I didn't know a lot about uh, was it Mark Roberts or Marvin Roberts? Uh, Marvin Roberts. Marvin Roberts. Okay, and then I didn't know a lot about Nate Williams either, and and that's just that's such a shame on me. Nine three one five. Can we have what show host line Wednesday was the best? Mine would be Aj saying kick them in the Ritz crackers. I'm dead serious <laughs> about that too. Uh, before we get into Texas Tech, just a little bit more. Uh, some text that, or some tweets that have flown through about people and their favorite Aggies. Eric Olson said Wayne Estes, Greg Grant, one and two on the all-time list. Can't really complain with that, can you? Yeah. A lot of people did say Namiya Keta. Some people, and someone pointed out, I think it was uh, Shandor, who pointed out with like the 2001 team who did win a game, how do you put one of those guys on your Mount Rushmore when it was such a balanced team? Yeah, it's true. Uh, Vic Saunders, he had Wayne Estes, Troy Collier, Schiller Hamilton, uh, Marvin Roberts, Nate Williams, again, Brian Jackson. Yeah, he's Mike adding Santos. to Mount Rushmore. He's adding multiple faces. Okay. But that's okay. Uh, Stu Morrow has been one that, uh, because we had that, where do you draw the line of Mount Rushmore between coaches? Do you include him into the team? Do you include him out of the team? Uh, a lot of people said easily Morrow should be on that list. Uh, who, who said that uh, the visitor center would be named after oh, Stu yeah. Morrow? Yeah, that's a good one, actually. I can't remember who that was. And then, like, Wild Bill would be on the, uh, the, the that uh, oh, what's the name of the big Indian face that this is taking forever oh, this to, is going good. to build that's near, it's near Mount Rushmore? Uh-huh. I can't think of it. Anyway. I can all keep going. Uh, Hipster Doofus 21 says, no wrong, wrong answers on the list. For me, I'm going to only pick four that I've seen play because otherwise I need six or seven spots. Merrill, Keta, JC, Wesley. Again, that's not a bad list. Terrell Budge, Estes, Merrill, Carroll in that order. Number four isn't as obvious to me, 
Keda, Roberts, Green are strong contenders, but I probably got to go with Grant, number three in points, two in rebounds, one in steals. Not sure why he doesn't get more recognition, to uh, be that's honest. That's a good point. Uh, he was a great player. Colleen Aggie says player. Cornell Green should have been at least mentioned. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so many great tweets in here. We could go on and on, but uh, thanks for everybody being a part of the conversation. Ogden Aggie had Keda, Wesley, Essis, Merrill, and Roberts. So, I mean, we are all over the place here. So, you know, Eric, we might need to work on a Mount Rushmore for football, maybe by position or maybe just by size of the ball. So, Mount Rushmore for offense, Mount Rushmore for defense. We'll have to do that. Of Mount Rushmore of... For special uh, teams. Special teams. Mount Rushmore for sideline officials. Guys wearing headsets. I hate... Wait, (laughs) I hate you. I know what you're trying to do. I ain't doing this with you. All right, we got to take another break. We're overdue for another one. Let's go to break. Mount Rushmore of yellow flags. Oh, yeah. Yes. You can be the snitch. The snitch. (laughs) Yes. That's me. Searching for career-minded candidates to fill multiple positions. Open positions include production associates and machine operators, plating operator, quality engineer, quality technician, GL sales tax accountant, accounts payable coordinator, and internal auditor. Employees of TTM Technologies enjoy incredible health benefits and cash incentives. In just your first year of employment, you're eligible for three weeks paid time off. Tuition reimbursement is available for full and part-time employees, health insurance, which includes dental, vision, and prescription, a 401k, and life insurance. Plus, quarterly and annual bonuses and more. To learn more about the jobs available and what it's like to work at TTM Technologies, go online to careers.ttmtech.com. You must be 18 or older and a U.S. citizen to apply. Come join a world leader in printed circuit board manufacturing with over 26,000 employees worldwide. TTM Technologies, right here in Logan. Apply online at careers.ttmtech.com. TTM Technologies is an equal opportunity employer. Girls, insist he take you to Jarek's. Picking out your wedding ring is an experience you will never forget. Come to a place where the mood is right and the setting is perfect for romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry in Logan. The perfect collection of memorable designs, classic creation, and modern marvels. If you want an intimate, romantic experience you will never forget, then insist he takes you to Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's. Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. The Old Grist Mill is a little piece of heaven. Traditional favorites that make everyone feel like life is oh so good. That famous made-to-order lunch special with the bread you love, delicious meat, veggies to your liking, and a fresh baked cookie, chips, and drink. Muffins, scones, bagels, cheese bread, sweet rolls baked fresh daily. The Old Grist Mill also serves delicious breakfast sandwiches in Smithfield and South Logan. The Old Grist Mill, now open in South Logan, Smithfield, and Logan. The Old Grist Mill, here for you. Behind Utah's most successful businesses is a whole lot of technology making them run. Behind that technology is Les Olson Company, your local office technology partner. With everything from copiers and printers to IT services and even computers and document management software, Les Olson Company has all the tools your business needs to do more. Need office technology? Partner with Les Olson Company. Visit lesolson.com tech. Les Olson. 
company. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full court press, Eric France and LJ Salveson here. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for being a part of our show. Texting in to our Gil Mortgage text line on 435-339-0321. Uh, all right, we are going we, – we got a lot of audio to get through. We're not going to get through all of it today, um, obviously. But uh, a, a couple quick things, though, from Chris Beard that I think stood out to me, Eric. Uh, he didn't make a lot of comments on Utah State. Really only came through on two of them. Uh, first of all, the big conversation is a, is about their big man, Namish Keta. For Utah State, who's been a problem for a lot of teams, and, and how his thoughts on Keta and how they're going to try and handle it. Have to be a maybe, maybe not. Well, it's going to have to be a multi-layered plan, and uh, different people on our roster are going to have to contribute to that plan. Uh, it's not a thing where we can say like, "Hey, Norris, go guarding one on one." You know, that's not going to happen. Um, so we're going to have to do some things team defense wise and change up some looks and uh, just try to do the best we can. He's a He's a fabulous player. He's deserving of all the uh, attention that he gets. Um, you know, his rebounding, scoring, shot blocking, and his ability to uh, get assists, pass the ball, are special. Uh, so, um, got a lot of respect for him. You know, in these games, you prepare, you watch basically every game they played. So, I felt like I've kind of been a part of their season now. And he's definitely a guy that's gotten better in their program and playing his best basketball. And, you know, he's a real pro prospect, in my opinion. Real pro prospect in his opinion. This is a really interesting matchup because Texas Tech really doesn't have a big center. I mean, they've got a seven foot one guy, but he's a freshman he's a from freshman. Russia, yeah. and he rarely ever sees the court. I don't even know if he does see the court. I haven't looked at his total minutes, but he's not part of their rotation. I'll put it that way. Their leading rebounders are their six six guards. They got a six six guard and a six seven small forward, but. I mean, he's a pretty physical guy, Santos Silva. Um, he can mix it up. Marco Santos Silva, actually six foot eight. Excuse me, it's forward. And then the other one that uh, can go grab a lot of rebounds is their six six guard, uh, Kevin McCuller. So they don't have a lot of guys that play, but they big in the post are athletic. But they're aggressive at attacking the paint. Absolutely. In fact, Coach Beard talks about the size that Texas Tech has and how they can use it against Utah State. Yeah, we're actually kind of one of the biggest teams. Like we we go six 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 seven across the across the line. But I understand your question. Utah State's a big team. Yes, sir. Uh, so are we with PV and Shannon and Kevin McCuller, Santos Silver and Reek, Kyler Edwards is a big guard. Um, but no, those guys those guys are big players. I mean, I've been um, Marco from San Antonio. These aren't six two six three guys. Uh, and I would tell you, too, like sometimes in scouting, you look at the roster, you know, in junior college, uh, you know, Sean Mason was 6'9", but Sean Mason was really 6'5". So, um, but it appears to me that when Utah State says, hey, this guy's 6'3", they're 6'3". Um, so I do think there's going to be a lot of positionless players on the court tomorrow. Um, we've got a lot of concerns and things that we're really worried about with this team, but I do think we're going to be able to match up with them uh, size-wise, if that makes sense. I think the biggest thing is that our guards are going to have a problem with it, too. I mean, Ashworth is going to have a problem with that. Shulgamite, Raleigh probably. I mean, Raleigh's a good-sized kid. I could see him guarding McClung. But it's just, I mean, it's it's a matchup nightmare for our backcourt. 
I don't know if I'd say it's a nightmare. I think McClung, he's only 6'2". Right? So he's not but big. But he's so athletic, man. So, I mean, Marco, is he's bigger. He's going to contend with their guards. Uh, you know, Ashworth is going to have to hang with McClung anyway. So I think for point guard to point guard, it's pretty evenly matched. After that, I, I'm also feeling like it's pretty evenly matched. Uh, I, I'm not, with the lone exception, is they don't have a guy as tall or as lengthy as Keta in the post. Yeah. But what they do is they attack the rim. They're very physical. Uh, they, they are not afraid to put their body on you and to come at you. So... Uh, how well will Utah State be able to handle that? Because against San Diego State, it was a problem. And then, of course, Coach Beard. Uh, let's see here. One, two. Yeah, we'll give this one. Here's Coach Beard on a scouting report on Utah State as a whole. Hold on. When I coached in North Texas earlier in my career, we were actually in the Big West. I never really understood that. You know, Denton, Texas, and we're playing California schools. But Utah State was in the Big West, and – uh Travel party, I think, was Boise. So it's always one of the trips that I look forward to. You know, it's basketball country. Uh, uh, those of you guys on the screen, I know we're all basketball people. I'm sure you guys know, but they've got a, a big-time tradition, home court. They sell out games. And so, um, first of all, it's just a really good program. I think Craig is the caretaker of the program right now, and he's doing a great job. Uh, a lot of respect for him, the way he uh, kind of grew up in coaching, the different spots he contributed to as an assistant. Certainly in South Dakota, uh, you know, we uh, got that connection of Matt Mooney. I had the pleasure of coaching Matt a year. He coached Matt a couple years. And, uh, so Craig's a friend uh, in this business. Um, I was really excited for him that they got in the NCAA tournament. And I, I was not excited for myself that we have to face them. because I just have a lot of respect for them. Um, but I would agree with you. I think they have a defensive identity, no doubt about it. Uh, they have a rebounding identity. Um, and then Craig's teams are always going to play the right way. I don't know their players. Uh, uh, Marco from San Antonio, we, we watched him a lot on the circuit. Um, and a lot of their players, I, I, I haven't seen play much. But it is obvious to me that they have a culture, that they have a togetherness. Uh, they're not going to beat themselves. And so, um, you know, if you're going to beat Utah State in this tournament, you're going to have to beat them because they're not going to beat themselves. So a lot of respect for coach, the players, and really the program. Uh, again, I've been there before and coached there, and it's a great fan base. A lot of respect from both sides as well. We're going to take a break. Coming back, wrap up the first hour of the Full Court Press on 106 on the Fan. From Larry's Pharmacies. Often, commercial drugs don't meet individual needs. You may be allergic to fillers or dyes, need a unique strength, or something that is unavailable. Compounding medicine is how pharmacy began. I have compounded meds for over 30 years. My labs are state-of-the-art and conform to the highest standards. My highly trained staff will compound it accurately and price it fairly. If regular treatments don't work well, call me to see if there is a better, more economical alternative we can compound for you. Stay well. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and LJ South here on the Full Court Press. Uh, great, great participation along the lines. We're going to get into more Utah State, Texas Tech Talk. We're going to break down our brackets for the first two rounds. Hope you'll join us for that. Uh, we will look at... Nice win for the Utah Jazz nice last night on the Utah road. Jazz last night. Donovan didn't screw it up entirely, which is nice to see because he <laughs> well, came really close. There was a point where they were on the, on the edge there, walking a very fine line if they were oh, going to collapse or if they were going to get it done. And uh, Donovan Mitchell scored or assisted on a bunch of plays right in a row to help the Jazz get past Boston. So we'll talk about that as well. Coming up, 
on the next hour on the Full Court Press. Schools, if it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, Eric Frampton, LJ Salvis at 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan streaming on 106.9 The Fan on your compute pause or on your mobile device. It's uh, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app. Great to have you guys joining us. However, wherever you're doing so, on a 501 start off for the second hour of the Full Court Press on a St. Patrick's Day, March 17th of 2021. No, I'm not wearing green. Are you wearing green? green? No. I didn't even pay attention. No. I'm not going to wear green. And if you pinch me, I'm screaming. Hang hang on, hang on. No, if you, I will harass. No, Eric, Eric, don't touch me. No, ow, 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 ow. Ow. Purple nurples are for when we were in fifth grade, not now. It's a rule. Dude, now it's bruised. Okay, somebody here in the office was saying that when they were a kid, if you didn't, if you wore red, then you had to be kissed. See, why so when they were you? kids, this is not something that's going on in the office. I've got some red. Why don't you come here and give me a smooch? <laughs> but they're saying if you wore red, that meant you had to be kissed. Why did you give me a purple nurple, though? What did I do? That's not pinching. You're not wearing green. So you purple nurple me? That makes sense. And those are the rules. <laughs> those are the rules. <laughs> I don't make them up. I just enforce them. <laughs> Hey, uh, don't forget, well over 800 businesses were nominated for our Best of Northern Utah competition, or contest, I should say. And now it's time to vote for the Best of Northern Utah, presented by Thermo Fisher, who, by the way, is hiring. Voting is now open at bestofnorthernutah.com. You can cast your vote every day and let your voice be heard. Vote will continue. Votes will continue to go through until March 29th or through the March 29th date. It is the 2021 Best of Northern Utah, presented by Thermo Fisher. Uh, again, vote at bestofnorthernutah.com. You can vote every day, once a day. Oh, man. You have up to 10 votes that you can cast for 10 different businesses. I've had a lot of fun going on there and looking at the different businesses that are there. Like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite breakfast place. So I've actually, I went to a couple places I haven't gone to before, tasted it, and I was like, yep, yep, this one's got to win. This is my place. And I'm, I'm discovering other things, too. Like, oh, I didn't know they had that. I got a text. I didn't know they did that. I got a text from somebody asking me, Hey, did you like our food? I said, yes. And they said, will you please vote for us on the Best in Northern Utah contest? <laughs> That's great. I said, why not? Uh, hey, just to uh, a reminder for you all, uh, not a reminder, but our Guild Mortgage text line is now open for you guys to be a part of 435-339-0321. Very grateful to have Guild Mortgage officially be the sponsor of our text line. Again, 435-339-0321. And don't forget, Guild Mortgage offers hundreds of loan products for a wide variety of borrowers including first-time homebuyers, military families, and rural residents. Uh, Guild Mortgage also, also offers many state, county, and city housing programs that provide down payment assistance. At Guild, they work hard to deliver what matters most to you and find the loan that fits your life. Wow, Chase Bank. It, they, they care about the customers. Just saying. Whoa, shots fired. Yes, I am not happy with them right now. Uh, all right, Eric. Uh, Utah State, Texas Tech, 11.45 a.m. Mountain Time on TNT inside of Assembly Hall. Uh, let's break it down for our fans. By the way, we're going to get to our brackets here in the, in the second portion of the hour. We're going to talk bracket, 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 and give you our first written and second round predictions. But, but most game. people want to hear more about you, Texas Tech. What yeah, do absolutely. we know about the Red Raiders? Um, by the way, 9315 on the Guild Mortgage text line. I think USU has the advantage with a big man. 
It is a clear advantage Utah State does have. I, but I'm worried about the bigger sized guards they got. If the the question will be, can Utah State get the ball to Keta? Will they be able to do the interior yeah. passing? Because they're going to have some bigger dudes and uh, out there, but they're not that much bigger. They're not that much more aggressive. They're not that much more athletic than Utah State is. The bigger difference in my mind is that they're probably more battle tested. Going up in a good, uh, really good 12, conference. They've gone up against a ton of top twenty-five basketball teams, um, and so th- that's uh, that's going to be a challenge. This is a team that plays physical. Uh, they're aggressive, um, and they've got multiple different guys that can get hot and and take over a game or at least stretches of a game. So uh, it's it's going to be fun. I, I I think Utah State has an opportunity here. Texas Tech. Is uh, right now favored by four and a half points on Friday. So, um, but look, this is a team that that lacks a true center. Their their biggest guy in the court that they'll throw out there with regular minutes is Marco Santos Silva. He's six foot eight, but he's thick. Yeah, yeah, he's a big dude, big body. <laughs> oh man, he's uh, a big dude. Nearly six rebounds a game in in conference play. He also averages just under nine points a game, um, but but he's he's an aggressive big man in the post. Um, uh, another guard, uh, excuse me, another forward slash guard that's uh, one of the top rebounders. Is there six six? Well, they list him as a guard. He's a sophomore. Kevin McCuller. He's averaging six and a half rebounds per game. This is in in conference play. So their leading rebounders are six eight and six six. So, Eric, let me ask you, uh, you. You've been able to watch the film on Texas Tech. Matt McClung is 6'2", junior. He's the leading scorer on the team, about just under 16 points a game. Uh, what have you seen out of the young man? Well, in conference play, he's up to, to about uh, just over 17 points, points a, game. a game. Yeah, 33% from the field. He takes more threes than anybody else, um, although Kyler Edwards does have a better uh, three-point shooting percentage from three. But McClung is he's kind of a... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good comparison in the NBA or somebody that would you'd recognize, but he's. Uh, I don't want to say Steve Nash because that's not fair, um, but he is. He's in a lot of motion. He kind of has a herky jerk about him, where he's always moving his shoulders and his head, and you don't quite know where he's going to move next, so it can throw defenders off a little bit. But uh, he can. He, he's not afraid to take big shots. He's not afraid to take it to the hole. He has good body control when he gets in the air and can get around defenders. If he gets bumped, he can still finesse the ball to where he needs to get it to the hoop. So he's a good guard. He's a good you know, junior. He's a point guard. Uh, he really is the, the leader of the team. Um, and so Raleigh Worcester, he's going to have his hands full defensively. But I, I like Raleigh in that, in that uh, assignment. Um, but... Uh, there may be times where it was switching. It's Marco that's guarding McClung. So uh, that's probably the, the biggest single worry is uh, that guard and how he can create and set up his teammates. Uh, but they got a lot of the other guys, uh, the 6'6 guard, another 6'6 guard, uh, a 6'4 forward who, you know, or, or excuse me, guard who shoots a lot from three, and then there's 6'8 quote-unquote center who's really just another forward. So their size isn't overwhelming, but they're um, they're they're aggressive, and and they move the ball around quite a bit. They don't turn the ball over much. 
Yeah, the other problem about them is is that they're very efficient with their scoring, uh, and they're able to get to the hoop very well. You talked about the size of their guards. They they love to go to the rim, and they love to go to the rim a lot. On the other side of it, Utah State is a very they like to shoot the three, even when they're not that successful with it. They continue to shoot the three, uh, so that could be kind of interesting. Just the physical portion of style offense that Texas Tech runs, and the more finesse, like you know, pretty. Fast break offense, you know, stop and shoot a three of, of, of the Utah State Aggies. Uh, but I, I think it comes down to getting the ball to Keta. If they can get the ball to Keta without any, you know, huge resistance from Texas Tech. That's it's going to be ma- – Keta could have a massive game, and this game could still be very, very close. <laughs> yeah, you know, Utah State three-point line, their three-point um, their perimeter defense, they only rank uh, – like they're 273rd <laughs> in the country. Three-point field goals, uh, excuse me, that's three-point field goals per game, but their three-point uh, percentage defense, sorry, I flipped that. They're a 55th, so they're not that bad. Um, uh, excuse, gosh, I got those flipped. I keep going back and forth on these. Uh, the three-point percentage defense for Texas Tech is ninth. So they're really good at guarding the perimeter, but three-point field goals per game, Texas Tech is 253. Utah State is 273. So don't expect wow. a lot of three-point shooting. No. That tells you these are two teams that like to mix it up down low. Uh, Texas Tech, in regards of, you know, you talked about Chris Beard's experience in the NCAA tournament. They, it has been sparkling good uh, for the Red Raiders since Chris Beard has been there. He, they're 8-2 and two in the NCAA tournament under Coach Beard. Uh, they went to the Elite 8 in 18. They went to the National Championship Final in 19. And the 8-2 record over the past two NCAA tournaments is the best in the nation after the run to the program's first Final Four. That's that's impressive. Uh, they're making their 18th NCAA t- uh, tournament appearance and its third straight, with a, which is a program record. And the team was projected to make the 2020 tournament before it was canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic. So uh, this team has a ton of experience, too. Now, granted, their lone senior is Silva. And he was a lone guy who went to the NCAA tournament on the roster, uh, which is supposed to be his second appearance there. And in that tournament or in that game, it was about eight and a half points, six and a half boards. Uh, he's, it's just he's a monster underneath. He's not very big, but Eric, the big thing that continues to stand out to me is their athleticism as a team. Right, Marco Santos Silva, think of uh, Roddy from Colorado State. Oh, That's dude. a great comparison. Don't do that. Very me. similar. Just a bigger, he's a thicker body. He's not super tall, but he's around the rim. He uh, he doesn't score as much as Roddy can, but um, he's a, he's going to be a guy that, that Keta will have to use a lot of force to get him off the block. But the other thing too is that Terrence Shannon. That's a guy he's six six uh, sophomore guard plays above the rim. He flies in. They use him for. Alley oops all the time. He's not afraid to attack the rim and dunk over everybody. Um, so they've got some high flyers. Yeah, uh, they are extremely athletic. That's that's again. That's the thing that always stands out to me the most. What's going to get to more Chris Beard audio? Uh, is it Chris Beard? Is that how you say it right? Yep. Am I saying it right? Uh, there is a comparison. Do you remember Jarrett Culver from Texas Tech? Oh yeah, great player. There is comparison playing in the NBA right of now of Numish Keta and Jarrett Culver. From Texas Tech Media, and this is his answer on that comparison. Yeah, he's a special player. I, you know, I definitely Talk. include him in the conversation with those Big Twelve greats. But he's really his own guy. Uh, 
you know, his ability to block shots, get assists, score baskets, and rebound, you know, to me, make him a real pro prospect. Uh, the shot blocking is real. Um, the passing, um, it, it, I think he's the best passing big guy that I've seen this year in terms of game prep. He's a really good player, and Craig does a great job setting him up and putting him in spots where he can be successful. So uh, we, we've tried to pull some of those characteristics, you know, comparisons, whether it be a McCormick or a Culver, uh, you know, these kinds of things. But he really is uh, his own player. I mean, he, he stands on his own two feet for sure. Pretty big compliment for Kunamish Keta, man. It's, it's awesome the respect he's getting. Absolutely, and it's deserved. I mean, look what he does. Look at, at uh, so many different things that he does so well and how he helps his team. It's it's, an, it's awesome. It's not uh, the type of player that you get every every year. So, yeah, he, he's playing at a really high level, really increased his offensive efficiency, uh, really impacting the game defensively. And, uh, and Texas Tech knows they're going to have their handful, uh, hands full of trying to figure out how to get around Keta. Uh, or try to attack him and get him into foul trouble defensively. Uh, and then here is, uh, so, as we all know, Chris Beard and this team has been that close to winning an NCAA championship. They can, I mean, there's just one speed bump away from being national champs. And Coach Beard talks about the experience, like, as much as that's been, it, it, it sticks in the craw, right, that you haven't got the national championship, the experience of having that really can help this team. Yeah, that's the goal. I think we're right there. I, I think we're more than close. Uh, you know, I think Texas is a, a team in our league like Baylor, uh, like West Virginia, uh, like a Kansas, and, and like us I, I, and other teams. I uh, don't want to disrespect anybody. we got Oklahoma. Oklahoma State is playing great right now. I think any of us could make a Final Four. You know, our season, it's kind of which way you want to look at it. We've been right there. Um, there was only one game that we were in at Baylor that basically wasn't a one possession game. Um, so, you know, we played Texas three times this year. We were fortunate enough to win two, but the last one kind of stings. Um, but I congratulate those guys. Um, but I think with our team, I mean, I think we're more than close. We're right here. Now, close doesn't matter, you know, unless you're playing horseshoes or throwing hand grenades. But uh, in this deal, we got to get past that, that last inch or so. And for us, it's just going to be, you know, just trying to value each possession. And I think that Texas game was a great example. We're right there, but we, a lot of our stuff is self-inflicted. You know, 12 for 20 from the free throw line didn't help. Uh, and we just couldn't get a basket in the last four minutes, even though I thought we played the game the right way, man. We got the ball right around the basket. We just couldn't get the foul. And then, of course, they got the foul on the last play. Uh, we'll go ahead and stop it right there. He's kind of talked about the history of what Texas Tech has been through and how agonizing it was, but that the experience will help them here coming in the future tournament. Yeah, I, I I watched some of their game film from uh, not their their Texas game at the uh, end of the season, um, at their uh, in their conference tournament, but I had to watch their, their game earlier when they were at Texas and they beat Texas. They were down by ten, and they rallied, made some big shots, continued to attack the rim. McClung made some deep that threes. Was, yeah, he was good that game, wasn't he? And uh, high flying plays, and they came back. Um, and it's a it's a tie ball game. And McClung has the ball. They're not calling timeouts. He's right in front of his own bench. Makes some jukes, makes some moves, hits a, a deep shot, and they win that game. Look, they, they, this is a team with 10 losses. And you look at that and say, 10 losses? Why are they still a top 25 team? Well, their losses are all to really good teams. 
They lost to Oklahoma State twice, both times by five points, both times in overtime. Oklahoma State's a really good team. They lost by Kansas, lost to Kansas by a combined seven points. They lost to Baylor by eight and then by fifteen. They lost to Virginia, West Virginia by one, then by eleven. Uh, they lost to Houston by nine. But so this is a team that plays pretty close in a lot of their games, and the, the losses that a lot of the losses that they do have were to top twenty-five, legit, really good programs. But it also shows that um, it, you, you can play against this this team and then this squad. Um, but rarely in, in those games where they have losses were they by double digits. They were in most of the games they played, uh, and they were within a few possessions on quite a few of these in the clutch. So th- this is a very dangerous team that Utah State's going up against tomorrow. And finally... I guess not tomorrow, but Friday. Yeah, you know, you're all right. Uh, and finally, Assembly Hall is considered one of the great cathedrals of college basketball. You think about it, Eric. UNC... Uh, Dukes, which with Cameron Indoor Stadium, uh, UCLA, um, Madison Square Garden, where it hosts the NIT championships usually or does or went without a COVID situation. Uh, it has hosts the Big East tournament, had some classic games there. It's also considered it's a mecca of college basketball, and of course, Assembly Hall. And uh, when Coach Beard uh, heard that he's playing Assembly Hall, he was thrilled, and it brought back a few memories as well. Here's Coach Beard on that. Well, it's definitely cool. I mean, uh. Look, this year's NCAA tournament is different, obviously. Uh, the whole thing's in the Indianapolis area. Um, but instead of looking at it, like, in a bad way, you know, I tend to look at everything in a good way. You, know, you guys that know me know that we're a no-excuse program based on unselfishness and positive thinking. And um, It's just really cool, I think, that the whole thing's here and you get to play in cool venues. Assembly Hall, one of the most historic, you know, basketball venues in the history of our game. And, of course, with my uh, personal relationship and friendship with Coach Knight and Pat, makes it that much special. So um, before we touched the balls today and they started our time, we took a little bit of time and and showed the guys the uh, five national championship banners, I believe, uh, the three of them that Coach Knight won, explained to them the undefeated team in 76. And, of course, that's what Gonzaga is trying to do this year. um, Just talked a little bit about the history and, you know, our guys know who Coach Knight is, obviously, um, but I think it was pretty cool just to see it. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually excited to go just to be inside of Assembly Hall and see what that place looks like. Now, it's a different floor. It will not be the same floor as Indiana uses. It will be a different floor because of the March Madness logo and all that stuff. So it won't be the exact same wooden floor, but everything else around it is Assembly Hall related, which is pretty dang cool for, I think, of these players especially to be able to go play in an historic place like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's a great honor. It's great recognition uh, going to the big dance that they're pulling it off. So, uh, a couple of things that I've heard that uh, players will be in individual rooms. Nobody's sharing any rooms. Uh, they're going to have like libraries available for like books and whatnot at each hotel. Uh, they'll have a book in each room. They'll have like a puzzle in each room. They plan on doing video game tournaments uh, later on in the in the uh, as the tournament advances. Uh, as they're starting to get fewer and fewer people there, they can, can condense things a little bit more because uh, basically these these guys are going to be stuck there for quite a while. They're going to have learning centers. Um, they're they're doing a lot to try to make it 
as uh, as good of a, a situation as they can, considering the circumstances. So, uh, have to hand it to uh, the NCAA and what they're able to pull off here. Yeah, this is, and and by the way, they did all their tests for every single player, every single staff member of every single team, all sixty-eight, zero positives. We are playing March Madness basketball starting tomorrow. Yep. Uh, it'll air on this very station. You'll get the pregame on this station. And then you'll uh, you'll be in studio with Jason Horowitz. And then after that, they'll ship off to the first game of the morning session. You'll have the whole entire morning session where you're flipping between games the whole entire time. The afternoon, same thing. Evening, same thing. And then be- and really, it starts tomorrow afternoon with the first four. Yeah, it does. And then, of course, you'll have the uh, post game after everything is said and done and you're still not tired. Stay up with Jason Horowitz and the crew as they'll have a post game for you to recap all the day's action and preview all of Friday's action as well. It's all coming up here on this very station, 106 on the fan, and we're grateful to have Westwood One be a part of this program. Awesome stuff. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Coming back, Eric, it's time for me to show you how to do a perfect bracket. I know you've never had the experience, but it's my honor, it's my pleasure, it's my joy to help you be great at something. So that's what we're going to do. I need help. Everybody grab grab their brackets. We're coming back to talk college tournament basketball. Um. Oh, yeah. Call Truman Basketball and uh, look at our brackets. They'll come up here on the Full Court Press. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS. At Valley Office Systems, we want you seen green with the savings we can offer you for your office equipment, furniture, and supply needs. Our goal in 2021 is to continue to offer the best products and value at even better prices. Valley Office Systems, a service company above all else. When it's time for a new haircut, don't cut into your wallet. At New Horizons Beauty College, haircuts, color, highlights, pedicures, and manicures are far less expensive than going to a salon. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. You'll get a great look at a great price. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in the Clock Tower Plaza in Logan. Girls, insist he take you to Jarek's. Picking out your wedding ring is an experience you will never forget. Come to a place where the mood is right and the setting is perfect for romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry in Logan. The perfect collection of memorable designs, classic creation, and modern marvels. If you want an intimate, romantic experience you will never forget, then insist he takes you to Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's. It's time to vote for the Best of Northern Utah presented by Thermo Fisher. Best of Northern Utah. Vote every day through March 29th at bestofnorthernutah.com. Best of Northern Utah. Let your voice be heard and reward your favorite local businesses in and around Cache Valley. Best of Northern Utah. Vote now at bestofnorthernutah.com. It's the 2021 Best of Northern Utah presented by Thermo Fisher. Vote now through March 29th. Best of Northern Utah. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
Well, Court Press, Eric France, and LJ Salveson here on 1069 The Fan, 1390 AM, 1069The Fan.com, and the 1069The Fan mobile app. So grateful to have you guys joining us. However, wherever you're doing so, it's time to get out your brackets and to copy mine. Because that's usually what happens. 435, by the way, if you want to text into our Guild Mortgage text line. Guild Mortgage. Because if we've learned anything, we know to pick opposite of AJ. Guild Mortgage, along with Kerry Nilton, has been serving Cash Valley for 20-plus years. The Kerry Nilton team at Guild Mortgage has extensive experience, wide-ranging knowledge, and overwhelming dedication towards their customers. Go to Guild Mortgage to get more info. Uh, We are happy, honored, and privileged to have the Guild Mortgage uh, team sponsoring our text line here. Uh, You can text into the show at 435-339-0321. Go ahead and let us know what your bracket looks like. Uh, We're going to go game by game. We're going to make our decisions. We're going to explain why Eric makes bad picks sometimes. We're going to fix it for him. And we're going to help him become a champion. Uh, 6891. They are some, or see, they are awesome people over at Guild. I, you know, I do like the people at Guild. Uh, Karen is an absolute angel. Like, when she comes into a room, it glows. Julie is just a very social bug, great personality, brings a lot of bright and energy into the room. And Tony's just kind of like there. Like, I love Tony. He's my man, Tony the Tiger. But sometimes I'm like, Tony, what are you doing? And he's like, hey. I'm like, Tony, <laughs> come on, man. Give me some energy. What are you doing? Okay, you know what? Never mind. Let's go back to Julie. Uh, <laughs> no, love the love the uh, Guild Mortgage team over there. Tyler as well. Tyler does a great job. Uh, Karen is, is leading a great team over at Guild Mortgage. So I encourage you to be a part of that Guild Mortgage group. Go there and see what they're all about and what uh, they can do to help you. All right, the 2021 NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Championship gets underway tomorrow. Again, no show tomorrow, no show Friday, no show Monday, as the NCAA tournament will be on this very station, 106.9 The Fan. So, Eric, let's start with the overall number one seed uh, versus Norfolk State or Appalachian State. Now, mind you, Appalachian State in football 14 years ago went to the big house and beat the number fifth ranked team in the country. Okay, just remember that. 9315, can we trust a guy that did not even know his Kennys? I knew Kenny <laughs> Rogers was a pitcher. What are you talking about? Uh, 4348, uh, Ohio stuff. State is going to beat Gonzaga for the championship. Ooh, mm. he's got the Buckeyes. All right, I like it. That's good stuff. All right, Gonzaga versus Norfolk or Appalachian State? Chalk. He says Gonzaga. I'm going to go with... Gonzaga as well. I can't write with this damn eye. There we go. Gonzaga. All right. They will get the winner of the 8-9 matchup, Oklahoma versus Missouri. 15-10 is Oklahoma. 16-9, Missouri. Eric? Uh, I'm going with, Mi- or, uh, excuse me, looking at a different line. I'm going with Oklahoma. Wow. You are, huh? Yes. I'm going to go with Missouri. They've won some big games this year, top-ranked teams. I like Missouri a lot. All right. Uh, Creighton and UC Santa Barbara. So I am actually going with UC Santa Barbara here. Uh, Creighton kind of limped into the uh, postseason. And that's putting it lightly, by the way. Yeah. So I'm going with the are they the are Santa Barbara? Are they the Gauchos? Yep, they are. Remember those good old days with those uh-huh. guys? They were a pain in the butt, weren't they? 
That's a twelve five. That's a twelve five matchup, and every year there is a classic twelve five matchup upset. It's going to be this one. I got UCSB as well beating Creighton. They will get the winner of number four Virginia, number thirteen Ohio. Uh, the Ohio Bobcats are sixteen and seven. Virginia eighteen and six. Eric, do we see another upset uh, with Virginia being the victim? No. Oh, okay. That was a matter of fact. Okay, no. cool. Virginia is going to be okay. Okay. So we got Virginia uh, moving on. Now, that brings us to the 6-11 matchup, USC at 22-7. and Wichita State is in a playing game versus Drake. Now, so the question becomes, are we taking Wichita State or Drake? Uh, I'm, I'm taking Drake. Wow, really? Yeah. I, <laughs> And I have Drake with the upset over USC. Yes. Okay, Eric. Again, let's let's help. I don't. I can't yell at you. Let's help you. Why are you selecting Drake over USC? I have my methods. And I I, I understand that. <laughs> They've served me well in pick six. I'm oh, hoping geez. I can apply them. Is that what them. we're going with? I hope they can, they I can serve apply me well in pick to, six. To, uh, oh, my gosh. Pull out listen the to you. As well. You make me sick. All right, so listen. USC is one of the scariest teams in the field of 68. All right, they have a superstar, that Evan Mobley kid. He's a stud. He was the Pac-12 player of the year. They have the freshman of the year, defensive player of the year, which, by the way, was Evan Mobley. Uh, he's the first in the Pac-12 history to sweep that trio of awards and only the second major conference player ever to do so. Uh, with along with Anthony Davis in 2012. Um, they are a problem to do with. And not only is I, uh, Evan Mobley in that situation, Isaiah Mobley, uh, Drew Peterson. I mean, this team is really, really good overall in the Pac-12. I like USC to uh, beat whoever. And I got I got Drake winning, but I also have USC beating Drake. So USC... Yeah, Drake winning the play-in game, but USC yes. in the first round. Correct. Gotcha. All right, uh, they'll get the winner of number three, Kansas State, 20 and 8, or number 14, Eastern Washington, at 16 and 7. I like Kansas by a lot in this game, actually. Yep. Okay. Uh, 14, oh, excuse me. Let me read this correctly. All right, so that moves us on to Oregon and VCU. This is going to be a tricky game. 7 10 matchup usually can be Oregon 20 and 6 in the Pac 12 uh, conference, VCU 19 and 7. I'm going with VCU. Yeah, see, this is a tricky game, a lot more than people think. Yeah, just the Utah State saw the type of uh, style that they play, and that can be tricky. If you're not used to that, um, that can catch you by surprise. Oregon had a good regular season, but um, they're definitely vulnerable, and I, I really like VCU and how they pressure teams, um, full-court press almost the entire game, and uh, get after it. So I'm actually going to go with VCU here. Nashawn Bones Highland is the Atlantic 10 Player of the Year. Uh, led his team, in, or excuse me, led the league in scoring with 19.5 points per game. Uh, and he does it in a variety of ways, but his three-point shooting is off the charts right now. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they've got, uh, they've got what, Lefty, the, the, the 6'6 kid. I think he's uh, like Vince Williams. Uh, they've got an all-A-10 player as well. Um, this is a very, very scary good VCU team, but in the end, I love what the Ducks have done in progressing throughout the season. They can shoot it well. Uh, they got the Chris, I think it's like Duart. I can't even say his name. But he's versatile. He's a good guard. He can rebound. He can drive. He can get to the hoop. He's a really, really good defender. Richardson returns from an injury. Um, I like the Oregon Ducks in this game over VCU. 
Okay. All right. That takes us to number two, Iowa, twenty-one and eight. Grand Canyon at seventeen and six. I don't think we need to have a discussion here, do we? No, Iowa. Okay. Chalk. Chalk. I'm going chalk with Michigan as well. Okay. So the Wolverines will move on. So we go from the West region to the East region, and Michigan gets either Mount St. Mary's or Texas Southern. Michigan twenty and four on the season. They are a number one seed in the West region. So Michigan will get the winner of 8 LSU, who's 18-9 on the season, and 9 the Bonnies. St. Bonaventure, 16-4. and four. It gets a 9 seed. Eric? Uh, I'm going with the Bonnies. Wow. Yeah. Give it to me. I'm just not a fan of uh, Coach Wade oh, there at LSU. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, the Bonnies have had a good season, too. I mean, this is a team that they've, uh, they've had experience getting to the postseason, so. It's not unfamiliar territory for them. Okay, so when we go to Colorado in the five twelve matchup as they'll take on Georgetown, Colorado twenty two and eight, Georgetown thirteen and twelve. Eric, uh, <laughs> Georgetown's kind of the emotional pick for a lot of people, and yeah, I could see why. But uh, I think that that was a magical run in the Big East tournament that will not continue over into the NCAA tournament. So I'm going with Colorado. You gotta be really careful about these kind of runs like this because you know UConn did this in I believe 2011, 12. Kemba Walker senior final year, and they had I mean they were a final like what a deep they're a bad seed in their Big East tournament. Kind of like what Georgetown's Kemba, doing now. Yeah, Kemba Walker goes on this incredible run. They take that and go to the national championship and win it. So like I, look, it's all about getting hot at the right, right time, and Georgetown is at that spot right now. I do like Colorado in this game though. Uh, 4-13 matchup is Florida State at 16-6 versus UNC Greensboro. I think we know this one. I'm going chalk. Yep, me going too. Going Florida State. Absolutely. Uh, tricky one here. Michigan State-UCLA in the playing game at the 11 spot. Eric? Uh, picking the play-in game? Yeah, just uh, well, just give me your thought. Uh, out of Michigan State-UCLA, who do you think uh, I'm going to go with UCLA. Wow. Uh, Michigan just so... I mean, both of them are so Jekyll and Hyde through the year. But um, I'm... Maybe I'm a little better that Michigan State even got in, so I'm hoping for their demise. <laughs> you got weird reasons, man. I know. I know. So, okay, so, so I'm picking UCLA. Do they beat BYU? No. Okay, so you got BYU. I've got Michigan State playing BYU, and I've got Michigan State beating BYU in the 11-6 matchup. Harms is back in Indiana. He started his career at Purdue. I think that he'll be inspirational for his team. Um, inspirational so got, for his team. Yeah, just he'll be excited about being back in Indiana. I so. want to hear another thing about Taysom Hill from you ever again. <laughs> Number just, three, Texas Longhorns out of the Big Twelve. Going on? I don't Nineteen know. and seven on the season. They'll get the tough Al- Albany Christian squad. Abilene Christian, twenty-three and four, fourteen seed. I think it's Texas. Still. Yeah, I do too. Absolutely, without a doubt. All right. So that takes us to the bottom of the East bracket where UConn plays Maryland 15 and 7, 16 and 13 in the 7-10 matchup. This is a tricky game. Uh not for me. I've got UConn. Maryland has got one of the worst uh records to make it into the NCAA tournament since seeding expanded to where they are today. Um and uh it's very rare to see a team with that many losses uh, being here and there's a good reason for it. And so I've got UConn uh, I'm going to actually take UConn as well. I think it's a lot closer game than people are giving them credit for. And then uh, to conclude, the East region, number two, Alabama at 24-6, and six, Iona at 12-5. and five. Bama? Bama. Okay. 
With that, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll go to the other side and we'll get to South and Midwest regions and we will hear Eric's prediction on Utah and some Utah State and Texas Tech. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. The Elements lunch menu is full of delicious items prepared with a personal touch at an affordable price. Elements wood-fired pizzas and calzones are an excellent choice for lunch that include barbecue chicken, classic pepperoni, or the whiteout with garlic cream, parmesan, house ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. From batter to order halibut with seasoned fries to the fan favorite, Thai shrimp, curry, and more, lunch at Elements is also available for takeout. Casual or professional, open Monday through Saturday for lunch and dinner. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations. If you're in charge of hiring a company for commercial janitorial services for your building, call American Maintenance. For reliable cleaning of your business, American Maintenance is your simple solution. Curb-to-curb services, American Maintenance has you covered. For commercial janitorial services, American Maintenance. Call 512-0014. That's 512-0014. Hey golfers, I invite you to come to Birch Creek on Wednesday, March 17th from 5 to 7 and sign up for Birch Creek's Men's Association. While here, enjoy a complimentary barbecue by the Charcoal Grill. Our punch passes are on sale at the spring sale price. So if you love golf and smoked barbecue, we hope to see you on Wednesday, March 17th from 5 to 7 for the Birch Creek Men's Association sign up and opener. That's Birch Creek Golf Course in Smithfield. We all believe our team is the best. Whether you're a bobcat, a wolf, a grizzly, a mustang, or a riverhawk, we can all agree on one thing. Les Olson Company is the best choice for your office technology needs. So if you need to copy it, print it, scan it, or network it, Les Olson Company is there for all of your office technology needs. Just Les Olson it. Visit lesolsonit.com today. Les Olson Company. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. All right, Eric Franson, Aldi Salson. Here we get to the right side of our bracket, the South and Midwest regions, as we make our predictions for the NCAA tournament. We'll go through the first two rounds. Let's, let's uh, quickly go through the South region. We'll start with number one, Baylor and Hartford. Eric? Uh, yeah, Baylor. Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. if Hartford won, though? Just how incredibly <laughs> crazy world would go. North Carolina, 18 and 10, is an eight seed. Takes on Wisconsin, 17 and 12, is a nine seed. I've got North Carolina in this. I think they've been uh, kind of shaky at times, but I've liked how they kind of finished out the season. So I'm, I'm going with the Tar Heels. I am taking the Tar Heels as well in the five twelve matchup: Villanova and Winthrop. I got Villanova, dude. Winthrop's twenty three and one. I didn't yeah. know that. Holy smokes! Yeah, but oh, that's impressive. It is. <laughs> I mean, I know they didn't play anybody, but dude, twenty three and one's twenty three and one. Uh, Purdue in the 4-13 matchup will take on North Texas. I got Purdue. I do too. Texas Tech and Utah State. <sighs> this is one that I labored over the most. Um, I went with the Aggies. I, I think that Utah State, with I think they have a size 
that's they can pound for pound, height for height, um, can stick with Texas Tech. The I'm, difference is they do not have a Nimi Keta. Yeah, but they've got. And I think a lot of other things six, are not guards. that much different between Utah State and Texas Tech. When I see the type of what they've done through their season, I get it. They've played some much better competition. But um, I, I'm going with the Aggies on this one. I'm going to take Texas Tech on this game. I just feel like their guards, the experience they have, McClung's going to be the difference maker for the uh, Red Raiders. I haven't beaten Utah State. Uh, Arkansas and Colgate in the 314 matchup. Eric Musselman, does he move on? I'm going with the shirtless wonder, Eric Musselman. <laughs> uh, Florida Vod Tech in the 710 matchup. Uh, I'm going with Virginia Tech. Wow. A little upset there. I'm going to take Florida. Uh, Ohio State, Oral Roberts. Ohio State. Yep, I like the Buckeyes as well. Uh, Illinois to the Midwest region we go. Illinois is the one seed at 23-6 and six over Drexel. Yeah, I don't think they struggle with Drexel. Okay. And then Loyal Chicago is the eighth seed. They'll take on Georgia Tech, the ninth seed. Look, I know Sister Jean's going to be there, and there's a lot of fun storylines there, but ultimately I'm still going to go with Georgia Tech. Okay, and I'm going to take, uh, take Loyal Chicago. I just... Their team is so well, like, rounded. Uh, Tennessee in the 5-12 matchup takes on Oregon State. Uh, I'm going with Tennessee. Me too. Oregon State, kind of like Georgetown, similar reasons. Had a great run through their tournament, but I just don't think they really have enough to... uh, do well in the NCAA tournament, I think that it, it fades. A lot of national experts aren't giving the Oklahoma State Cowboys a lot of hope or even a, th- a chance to give them a run in the tournament, but they take on Liberty in the 4-13 matchup. I still like OK State. I absolutely do, too. San Diego State, the only other Mountain West team to get into the NCAA tournament as a 60 will take on Syracuse. Um, I like the Aztecs in this one. Syracuse is another one of those teams that I'm annoyed got in, mostly because of name recognition. <laughs> Um, but, I mean, there'll be a tough challenge for the Aztecs, but San uh, Diego State's playing really good, balanced basketball right now. I like the Aztecs in this one. West Virginia is the three seed. will take on Moorhead State. West Virginia. Yep. Uh, Clemson uh, against Rutgers in the 7-10 matchup. I'm going with Clemson. I struggled with this one. I don't know Did why. Really? But uh, I still wow. went with Clemson. And Houston and Cleveland State in the 2-15. I like Houston in this one. Okay. All right, let's hurry and get through the – actually, let's go to break, and then we'll come back. Yeah, we'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the second round for all four regions here on the Full Court Press. Here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The tournament's best, sponsored by Geico. Proud partner of March Madness. Six seconds to go, three on the left wing. That is no good. Rebound pulled down by DeAndre Hunter, and they're going to dribble it out from ruin to redemption. The Virginia Cavaliers are the 2019 NCAA National Champions. The win over Texas Tech gave Virginia their first NCAA basketball title. Here, Westwood One's coverage of this year's tournament right here. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard, the bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. There's a lot of strain on various industries right now. Supply stretched thin as demand is at an all-time high. 
If you are building or remodeling and are looking for ideas for stone to face your home, it's crazy. Coldwater Stone and Tree Modern and Castellite and Logan want to take that frustration and challenge away from you. They are a local homegrown business with stone products made by Coldwater and sold by Castellite. Stop in and make your choice today for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go, online at castellite.com. Well, I was driving across town when my car got down, started lurching and trying to die. Well, luckily, there was a shop, and when it struggled to a stop, a nice fella met me right outside. I said, man, something's wrong. What the heck is going on? He said, I tell you this, I got no doubt. You just relax, and don't you worry. We can fix it in a hurry, because your car is what we're all about. At Cash Valley Auto Care, all the experts are under one roof. So if it's not running right, chances are we can fix it. Cash Valley Auto Care, behind Home Depot on 200 East, 1175 North. The Elements lunch menu is full of delicious items prepared with a personal touch at an affordable price. Elements wood-fired pizzas and calzones are an excellent choice for lunch that include barbecue chicken, classic pepperoni, or the whiteout with garlic cream, parmesan, house ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. From batter to order halibut with seasoned fries to the fan favorite, Thai shrimp, curry, and more. Lunch at Elements is also available for takeout, casual or professional. Open Monday through Saturday for lunch and dinner. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations. You see them everywhere. You may own one. In fact, you may be wearing one right now. A t-shirt printed by The Logo Shop. The Logo Shop's been around 30 years and printed over a million shirts. Have them custom print your shirts. For businesses, teams, clubs, groups, family reunions, The Logo Shop screen prints t-shirts, custom embroiders golf shirts and outerwear. The Logo Shop can put your logo on anything, from pens and water bottles to travel bags and coolers. See more at WeLogoStuff.com. The Logo Shop. The Logo Stuff. The Logo Shop. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Our friends and Aggie Salveson here on 1069 The Fan. If you want to be part of our bracket challenge, you can be by texting into our Guild Mortgage text line at 435 Eric, before we go to the second round of the uh, all four regions, Breaking news on uh, Georgia Tech side, not good news either. Well, the Vegas line is uh, shifting a lot within the the, uh, the last hour, um, and uh, apparently they've got the, one of their key players is not available. Don't know if it's an injury or if it's a COVID situation, but uh, looks like Moses Wright may not be available for Georgia Tech in the first round. So, hmm. too bad I already inked it. Already spoke it. It's already you've already spoken into existence. Yeah, I can't read. I can't go back and change it. I already picked Georgia Tech. <laughs> I'll listen to you. I'm going to stand by it. I'm not oh, going to pull an Ajay. No, AJ. stop it. No, don't do say. This. Hey, no, no, no. Uh, we got to change it. Uh, Eric, uh, without Moses, uh, right? Uh, he averages 15 points a game, uh, two blocks, two assists, eight and a half boards. He's shooting 65 percent from the line. 44% from deep, 51% from the field in 34 and a half minutes. Oh, my gosh. So that's may be the reason why the Ooh, line just tough. skyrocketed. Yeah. Let's go to the second round, and we'll start in the West region. Uh, Eric Gonzaga in Missouri. Who do you like? Well, I have Gonzaga and Oklahoma, so uh, yeah, I like right, Gonzaga yeah. still to advance. I still like Gonzaga as well. UC Santa Barbara, can they continue the Cinderella run versus Virginia? No. Me neither. Sadly. USC and Kansas will take on each other. We, that's what I have. USC. I have Drake in Kansas. Yeah, shame on you. <laughs> uh, but I've got Kansas advancing. 
Really good basketball club there. Really, really well coached. And I'm taking USC, actually. I, I think Whoa, their big run. time upset there. Uh, I have Oregon and Iowa in the uh, final matchup of the West region. And right, and who advances from that? Iowa. I have VCU and Iowa. I am also taking Iowa. To the East region, Michigan, I have will take on LSU, and I've got Michigan winning this game. I've got the Wolverines advancing as well, even though they face St. Bonaventure in my bracket, but uh, still going with Michigan. Colorado and Florida State in my side, and I've got uh, – it's going to be tough. I'm going to take FSU, though. I'm taking Colorado in this one. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, I just uh, There was some really good basketball in the Pac-12 that doesn't get recognized enough. So uh, I'm, But uh, I like Colorado. I'll be honest, I haven't seen a lot of Florida State, but uh, I'm going with the Buffaloes. I have Michigan State playing Texas, and I have Texas winning this game. Uh, I had BYU versus Texas, but I have Texas moving on. Scouting Texas Tech, saw some of those cross games with Texas. That's a good team. I don't know that BYU has enough to hang with them. I think it'll be a close contest, but I think ultimately Texas comes away with the win. UConn will take on Alabama in the 7-2 matchup to finish off the east side of the bracket. I've got Alabama advancing. I got UConn advancing over Alabama. Ooh, juicy. Uh, on the south side, to where is where we go. Baylor will take on UNC. UNC being the eight seed. I, this is going to be a closer game than people expect. I like Baylor. I like Baylor as well. They played really good basketball pretty much all season long. One of the best teams in all of college basketball. So I've got Baylor. Villanova and Purdue is my second round matchup, and I'm going to take. Oh, I'm going to take Purdue. I am also taking Purdue. Uh, and then we have Texas Tech for me playing Arkansas, and I like Texas Tech in this matchup. Mm, interesting. I've got Arkansas. Uh, it would be Utah State and Arkansas for me. Um, uh, as much as I would want the Aggies to beat Eric Musselman one more time, uh, I, I just think that the, they will be so tested after trying to get past Texas Tech. I don't know that they'll have enough to get past Arkansas. And then uh, for the final game of the South region, I have Florida versus Ohio State. I'm going to take Ohio State. I'm taking the Buckeyes as well. Okay. And to the Midwest region we go, Illinois versus I have uh, Loyola Chicago, and I have Illini. Yeah, I've got Illinois advancing as well. Uh, I should have uh, checked the Twitterverse before I made my picks. Eric, I'm telling you, do your research. <laughs> Tennessee versus Oklahoma State. I have – I'm going to take – oh, man – I'm going to take OK State. Me too. They've got one of those players that can just take over a tournament, uh, create his own shot when necessary, perhaps one of the best players in all of college basketball. So uh, I've got Oklahoma State advancing. And then the Aztecs will take on West Virginia. I Man, I really like the Aztecs, but I like West Virginia just a tad bit more. I've seen some West Virginia games and never I haven't been overly impressed with them. Uh, they have a tendency to let their guard down. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Aztecs in this one, advancing to the Sweet 16. And then the final matchup of the second round of the NCAA tournament, Kemp Clemson versus Houston. I have – I'm going to take Houston. I'm going to take Houston as well. They've been a really good ball club all year. Um, they've played some outstanding basketball. Clemson, I, I was lukewarm on even picking them in the first round, so – uh, I've got Houston advancing. The Cougars are into the uh, Sweet 16. All right, so here's what we'll do. We'll take this bracket. We'll keep it. We'll come back on Tuesday. Remember, we don't want to show tomorrow, no show f- Friday, and no show Monday. We'll come back Tuesday. We'll look at our brackets. We'll eat some humble pie. We'll think about things, and then we'll get regroup and get ready for the Sweet 16 
coming up, uh, I believe, Eric, that it's March 27th and 28th, the end of the week. Uh, yes, March 27th and 28th of the first, uh, that's when the, the Sweet 16 takes place. All right, Eric, so uh, let, let's uh, get your keys. I mean, you got the Aggies, and I know you talked a little bit about it, but let's get your keys to an Aggie win. What makes you so confident the Aggies can pull off a great upset here? Uh, I, don't, uh, don't let Texas Tech get into transition. Uh, I think that's a, a big one. Their half-court offense, kind of sluggish, uh, not always uh, super. Um, but uh, don't let their athleticism get out and run it and get a lot of confidence. Uh, make them work for everything they have to try to get. Um, I think that's a big key defensively. Um, try to keep their their guards in front of you. Uh, but I think offensively, I know that yeah, it's going to be a challenge to get the ball to Keta in the post, but if they can, let him go to work. They don't have the size that, that, that can can match Nimi. But I also think, even though Utah State is one of the worst three-pointing shoot three point three point shooting teams in uh in division 1 they have to be able to ha- get that three point shots. shot to stretch the floor and space things out better f- to make everything else work more effectively 9315 text in i hope aj eats crow on the aggies not getting out of the first round well yeah so do i absolutely i hope so for the logic of my bracket though i didn't pick him uh here look and i'm with you for a uh, key for the aggie feed keta feed keta feed him feed him feed him feed him uh, and then the other thing is kind of interesting. Allow your bench to play. I, I want to see Ashworth get more minutes instead of exhausting Raleigh for 35 minutes of basketball. Give Ashworth some minutes out there. I, I think Ashworth can handle it. I really do. I feel like he can handle himself just fine. Let him have his chance out there. Uh, and then uh, finally, uh, I think just defensively, I, they got to be better uh, in, in guarding you know, inside and not yeah, just – no dumb mistakes to allow guys wide open threes because if they get into a three point shoot really, three point shooting rhythm, they're in trouble. Right, and I I can piggyback off that. No momentum plays. Oh yes, like thank you. Alley oops. Yes. High flying dunks. A race. Especially. Yeah. Don't let those go in because those are momentum plays. Uh, Aj. Lastly, some really sad news to pass oh, along today. Oh, Sean Bradley uh, played at BYU, played in the NBA, played for the Dallas Mavericks for the bulk of his career. Uh, I guess this happened back in late January. January. He was yeah. riding a bike and got hit from behind and uh, underwent neck fusion surgery. Uh. He spent the last eight weeks hospitalized, undergoing rehab, and they've announced today that um, he is paralyzed uh. after the result of this accident. It was down in St. George. Um, just It's tragic. Um, the news was released through the Dallas Mavericks organization. Uh, a lot of people within the NBA family uh, outpouring of uh, support, um, Steve Kerr, especially uh, one of those as well. But a lot of thoughts and prayers headed to uh, Sean Bradley and his family. Yeah, absolutely. What a uh, what a just a tragic se- sequence. And uh, again, we uh, all here in uh, Utah and the sports Utah fan world all, all thinking and praying for Sean Bradley to to pull through. Uh, and nine- be careful when you're on the roads. Yeah, Watch for bikes. Yeah, and just and, and go this. Don't don't rush. Go to speed limit. If there's a bike in front of you, don't get angry. Just, you know, no need for anybody to get hurt. Uh, 9773 texting, let Ashworth shoot. Let Raleigh use his football background to get physical. Love it. <laughs> I love it. This, this Texas Tech team will get physical with the Aggies. Oh, they're how will they respond? Absolutely. And how will the game be called? Yep. yep. Can you play the game uh, where you don't let yourself get caught up in non-calls? Yeah, couldn't agree more. 
All right, for Eric France and Amaji Salison, a big thanks to all of you for listening. We are going to talk to you on Monday or Tuesday. The NCAA tournament starts tomorrow. Enjoy Here on it. the fan. Enjoy it all.